Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. The girls of spring are taking over Mox on the Mic this week. Chattanooga softball begins their season on Friday, February the 11th. We're visiting with outfielder Gracie Cruz and head coach Frank Reed. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Mox on the Mic. Right now, it's our conversation with softball coach Frank Reed. Well, Coach, let's talk a little bit about the schedule. You guys get underway Friday. That's February the 11th. You have to go to Louisiana to play UT Martin, which I don't know, that trip to Louisiana may be a little shorter than the drive to uh, to UT Martin. But uh, just a little bit about this schedule, especially early in the year. Yeah, you know, we're going down to Nocturne uh, to play North- at Northwestern State. You know, Donald Pickett's the coach down there. And, uh, you know, we're excited to get to go down there. He's been up here a couple times. He kept pressing me, you need to come down. And so, uh, you know, we come down. We didn't have a choice who we play because, you know, teams sign up and and, and uh, uh, middle or, or Houston middle, I guess, were, or uh, whoever was in, in the tournament, uh, ETSU, they were in the tournament. So, uh, uh, you know, we ended up playing. Up. But that's just the way – that's the way things pop out in the, in, the, in the tournament season, yeah. Yeah, you got three tournaments or classics, however you want to look at them. There's the Chattanooga Challenge. And the Frost Classic, which I guess we've all come uh, grown accustomed to, but Chatty's Patties, tell us a little bit about that one and uh, and how that came about. First off, let me ask you: Do you like that name? I do. Look, it's it's centered around Valent uh, around uh, St. Patrick's Day. I think it's great. Yeah, that's Coach Stringo's idea. You know, she asked me if she could name it Chatty's Patty because we're going to have that third tournament. Uh, and uh, I said, well, yeah, whatever. It's got Chattanooga in it, so we'll go with it. I wasn't sure if everybody's going to latch on to that might be something that catches on, but yeah, we're excited to have three tournaments. Uh, obviously it keeps us at home. It gives us an opportunity to, uh, have, uh, our fans come out and see us, you know, uh, more than, than not. So, uh, I just, hopefully, you know, we always hope that time of year that, uh, and I think it's the later one. So, you know, maybe have a better chance of weather. Is it still easy to find those schools from up North that want to come South to yeah. be able to get their season started? Yeah, there's no way they can play. I mean, you know, I think we're borderline, you know, as far as, you know, where we are, uh, you know, of getting – I wouldn't want to – I wouldn't want to coach <laughs> – I wouldn't want to coach any more north than here because, uh, you know, we're sort of on the make break line. But you get – even, you know, it's up as Knoxville on, uh, and above that, you know, it's it gets pretty cold. You know, they get snow. They get a lot more bad weather than we do. And, and uh, I have a friend who took a job at the University of Maine and uh, he, I was looking at their schedule the other day. They're not playing at home until what late, late, late March, and then there's no guarantee that they're going to get good weather when they do that. They got a beautiful stadium that they may play in, uh, maybe three or four times, you know, because it's just not conducive to to an outside sport. You're breaking tradition a little bit. I don't see that ten day trip uh, to Florida over spring break that you guys have traditionally done in the past. That's a little bit of a, a little bit of a change, isn't it? That hurts my soul too. I love those ten days in Florida. I mean, you know, we, for several reasons. Obviously, the warm weather. Uh, you know, that's that's great. Uh, another thing is uh, is you know we get to keep the team we get to keep the team together for you know that amount of time. And usually it's right at the time that we're going to go into conference play. So we got them there ten days, thirteen ball games. You know, we're feeding them and you know hold their whole life. It's like you know being a major league ball player. You know, they're going out to the game. Coming back, we do a little 
you know, side stuff. We've gone down and watched Phillies and went to the beach today and stuff like that or half a day. But it's, it's a great trip, and hopefully we're going to be able to make that trip back next year. You're going to see Auburn twice this year. Um, that's kind of a that's that's kind of become a, a fairly common opponent to see on the schedule the last couple of years. Is that just by chance, or um, what's what's the relationship like with with you and and their coaching staff? Uh, Coach Dean's a really good friend of mine. I've known him for years back in my junior college day. He was down at Lake City uh, Junior College back in the day, and I've just we've just stayed really good friends. He's uh, good people, and uh, so. Uh, you know, we've been down there a couple of times. We decided last year he was going to come up. We were going to go back. So we're doing the return trip from last year. And, you know, we'll obviously play them twice, but, uh, you know, we'll get a chance to play some other people. And they, they do a great job down at, down at Auburn hosting the tournament. So uh, we'll get to go down there twice. Uh, now, next year we may choose another tournament to go to, and it wouldn't be down there. But next year, hopefully, Coach Dean will be able to bring his, his squad back to, to Frost Stadium. I want to get to to your team uh, here in a little bit, but before we do that, I wanted to ask you about the uh, about the Southern Conference. Uh, give us your a little bit of a rundown on how how you see this thing stacking up now, and and who do you see as the uh, as the favorite? Shoot, uh, you know, if if you're picking a favorite, I guess you'd have to look at the two that finished one and two last year, which was Western and uh, and Greensboro. We finished three, which you know, I've, I've, I'm proud of my coaching staff for getting us in the three spot. You know, we had a lot of things that worked against us, but uh, we were able to get there and get back in the tournament, which last year was only four teams in that tournament. So, uh, you know, if you're looking back on that, you'd have to maybe pick one of those two teams to, to be at the top, uh, Western or Greensboro. Uh, but I really think, uh, you know, there's four new coaches in our conference this year. And so uh, you have to sort of take a little bit of a look about, you know, the talent that they had and who they brought in. And so, you know, you don't always have those things right in front of you. So I think this year could be an unusual year in that you'll see uh, somebody that maybe has not been there or maybe you push, you know, depending on, you know, what they were able to do, how quickly they got the new coaches in and what they were able to do as far as recruiting and getting people in. So I want to talk to you a little bit about, about your team. Uh, you do not have a senior on this roster, right? So this is, this is one you could have this same group again next year. Am I correct? Yeah, we got some COVID people, so I guess you wouldn't call them. You know, it's going to take it's going to take four years to flush all that out with people getting extra years, and so some people obviously want that. Maybe take that extra year. Of course, we got to continue to recruit to replace those, so it gets the, the recruiting class kids that twenty two class and the twenty three class. You know, uh, all across the country, you know, some of those kids maybe not be getting picked up because, you know, their whole teams are holding on to a player end of the year. So, so that's that's worked out. You know, we've got a couple that would have another year that I don't anticipate coming back. Uh, we're still we're still aggressive in our recruiting that we're bringing in uh, seven or eight more next year. So if we retain everybody, you know, we're going to in the thirties, and we we know that's probably not going to happen because some of them are going to already graduate. And, you know, they're going to move on with their lives, you know, uh, do some other things, which obviously, you know, uh, Gracie Cruz is one of those. She's gotten married. Uh, she got married uh, just recently. And so uh, uh, we know that she's not coming back after the season. So and she has another year. But, uh, you know, she's ready to – and she's already graduated. You know, she's done a great job here in, in, in 
great job in the classroom. She's graduating and going to move on with her life, which, uh, you know, for, for, we totally respect that. So we'll have to have conversations with some of those players. But you're right. We, we do have a, a, a choice with some of that. Is that the – I don't want to say the biggest, but one of the biggest challenges right now as a coach is roster management? <laughs> I think so. You know, uh, you, you, you want to bring in – Young, you want to bring in a, a good squad every year. At the same time, you know, you don't want – you want to bring in people that are going to obviously be as good or better than what you got. I look at it, you know, a position, you know, if we bring somebody, no matter how young they are, uh, are we better there than we were the year before? And if you can't go through majority – three-quarters of your team, if you can't say we're better than we were the year before, I think we're backing up. So, you know, we're, we're going to start some freshmen this year. and we got some freshmen just in the wings waiting, and so we're going to see how that all works out. I think the key is uh, for us, and uh, we've had great uh, kids, you know, just get, they get along, they love each other, you know, and that's, that's, that's huge on a team. You know, they have that, uh, that team concept. Uh, Emily Cotharp, uh, we had a meeting right at the end of fall, and I remember her saying, uh, we were just sort of assessing fall. We were just right on the field, just talking, hey, you know, this is our last day, you know, whatever. You got, they got finals coming up. And I said, I'm proud of you the way you've, you've come together as a team. And Emily, you know, being a senior, a senior but a junior on the field, has another year. Uh, she said, uh, I love every girl on this team. And then she said, drop the mic. And so, you know, that just sent a signal to us, hey, you know, this is a senior that cares as much about her freshman player as she does her sophomore or her junior kids. And so that's the mentality that we've been trying to instill in these kids, and they've done a pretty good job of it. Now, the true test comes when you start defining roles. We've done a little bit of that in the fall and a little bit of that now. Uh, you know, if you're, you know, you've got a younger kid playing over an older kid, how does that set in, you know, uh, uh, with the team and still staying together and still pulling for each other to be good. And we can continue along the path that we're doing now. I think that we can see some great things happen with this team. Uh, and I think that's with, with any team, you know, it's like you hear about, especially in football, you know, a quarterback, you know, they'll come in and maybe they sit and wait for three years for that opportunity. Uh, you don't see a lot of that sometimes in softball where the kids want to come and play immediately. You know, they're ready to play. They think there's, you know, they're, they're there, and obviously, you want to recruit a crew of class or a group of you know individual kids that are going to be able to do that. And at the same token, you got to instill into them that you know sometimes you may have to sit a little bit, get an opportunity, show that you get a chance. So uh, it's going to be an interesting team to watch to see how it all plays out. The good thing for us is we got a lot of options and a lot of versatility in some players that can go you know outfield, infield, move a lot, move up and down in the lineup. So uh, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a fun team. You mentioned your your freshman there a minute ago. You've been able to see him out on the field now. Give us an idea. Is there one or two you feel comfortable mentioning that uh, has stood out to you here in the early going? Well, they've all really done a good job. You know, you're you're putting me in a situation where I have to, you know, name name kids and you know before we actually get out there and see them play. But uh, they've all contributed in in some shape or form. You know, uh, and I don't know. You know, we've talked a little bit about upperclassmen, but, uh, uh, you know, we've got two great pitchers in uh, Izzy Alley and Alyssa Lavidus that's come in that's obviously pitching is something that uh, you want to uh, 
uh, want to do better at every year. And so those, those are two kids that, you know, are going to be contributors for us. We're going to have to, uh, you know, just and the other, other players, you know, played the multiple positions, you know, we moved in a middle infielder, Olivia Lapari to outfield and she may come back at the infield, but we got an older kid there. So this, you know, and I'm going to leave somebody out. I know, and it's not the intention. Uh, but the reason we're going to be successful is the, the way the, the work that these younger kids have put in. And Tell me a little bit about this pitching staff. I feel like having watched this team the last couple of years that you've almost taken the approach of we're going to bring in two or three of the best we can get every year. And if we've got, I think there was a year there where you might've had, you know, 10 possible pitchers <laughs> and we're just going to bring them in and then they're going to sort themselves out. Is that kind of the, is that kind of your your take on it? Yeah, I mean, we're still looking for that, you know, Lacey Swarthout, Brooke Loudermilk, those types of kids, uh, you know, that uh, pitched here, Beth Alexander, those types of kids that are just your dominant person that you know that you're in that big game and you're going to throw that kid. Uh, we're still looking for that. I like the idea of having the flexibility to say – uh, one pitcher is a drop ball pitcher, and we're going to complement her uh, with a rise ball pitcher if we make a change. I like that idea, but I also like the idea of having that pitcher that just comes in and dominates. So we're still always looking for that that person. Uh, I don't think we had that last year. That's not a bad thing. We were able to push people together and, and get some get some you know some good wins or quality wins, and I felt like that. They they all should be better this year. All our pitching staff should be better for the fact that they got a year under their belt. Are so you healthy use, going yeah. into this year? Everybody's healthy. Yeah, everybody's healthy. So, how we use uh, how we use those six pitchers, you know, at this point, I don't know. I think it's going to be up to them, you know, when they get that opportunity. You know, then you got to define with who's your starter, who's who 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 loves to start. And you think, well, starting—that's an easy thing. But some people, you know, need to just be that off the bench player. They need that be that fifth inning or that third or fourth inning pitcher that can come in and, and, and not be intimidated by coming in with the bases loaded and, uh, you know, and two outs and you need, to, you need to strike out to get out of the inner ground ball or whatever. So uh, we could be very good with the pitching staff and complement each other very well. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to, to see some of that early and be able to use that when we get into conference play. You mentioned Gracie Cruz a few moments ago. We're going to be talking with her next. Uh, a little bit about her. I mean, you, you kind of talked about her off the field, but a little bit about her on the field and kind of what she's meant to you. Yeah, I mean, she's a great defensive player. You know, one of the things that we've worked really hard with Gracie is to uh, work on consistency with her hitting. She's been, you know, sporadic at times. Uh, she's better than uh, – she's a better hitter than what she's shown in the last few years. And so uh, I think she's – this is a, a fun year for her. I mean <laughs> – uh, other than trying to take care of a husband, I guess she's married and then she's graduated. I mean, you know, I guess the pressure of everyday life is there, but, uh, you know, she's not having to spend that time in school so she can just get out there and have fun playing softball. And we've seen a little bit of that, in, uh, you know, uh, in the fall and then and after she got married, we've seen it, especially this semester. Uh, she's, she's a lot more laid back in that fact that, you know, she's not, feels like she has to push, push, push. Sometimes that's not a good thing just to push yourself every day and sometimes in a negative direction. But uh, we expect big things out of her. 
I want to back up this for a minute. I don't want to, I don't, I'm, I'm sure my freshmen will watch this thing. And I don't, I know I haven't mentioned every one of their names, but uh, they're going to be crucial in what we do. And uh, I want them to know that uh, I tell them that. And I want them to, when they look at this podcast or this podcast, I want them to, to get that same signal from us, from me, that we're always looking for opportunities for them to step in and help the team. Coach, appreciate the time. As always, I'm sure we will talk again as we get uh, we get closer to the uh, to the Chattanooga Challenge, and always look forward to it. Well, thanks for you know having us on. You know, I'd ask each one of you to pray for warm weather. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what we like, and uh, hopefully we can get some weather like yesterday, and we can get we're playing the frost tournament. I've played frost tournament with 70, so yeah, that would be cool, wouldn't it? Have 70 degrees for the frost tournament, and you know, have big crowds out there. So. Uh, Thanks again for taking the time this morning to spend with us. Chattanooga outfielder Gracie Cruz has been a Dean's List and an honor roll student during her time at UTC. Big offseason for her, and she joins us now on Mox on the Mic. Well, Gracie, let's start with this. How's married life? Oh, it's good. <laughs> same old, same old, really. Just official now. Coach Reed says he has seen you. You appear. School is over. You're married. He says he sees a more relaxed Gracie Cruz. Do you feel that way about it right now? Yes. I, I re- Honestly, I don't feel as stressed out because I know, like, I've got my degree now. I can, like, focus more on softball. I am still taking classes, but they're much lower level, so they're not as, like, strenuous as my other courses. So I do feel a lot more relaxed and a lot more confident whenever I am at practice and just, it's a lot better. It's like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Is it weird not having that? I mean, look, you've been a Dean's list and an, and an honor roll student the entire time you've been at, at UTC. Is it a weird feeling to not have that academic pressure now that's, that's hanging over your head? Kind of, because I used to spend like my days, like, doing schoolwork all day long throughout the day. And now like I come home and I just relax for a little bit and kind of just do what I want to do throughout the day and before going to practice. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot nicer just kind of having the, a little bit of more freedom. What was your degree in? Criminal justice. Very nice. So what's, uh, what's life after softball? life after UTC for you? What what do you want to do? Well, currently I'm in the application process to work for the state of Georgia as a trooper. After I want to do that for a couple years. And then after that, I want to try and move to the Bureau for Georgia. So to be like a special agent for the Bureau. So in the meantime, you're going to be one of those one of those people in those blue cars that flash their lights and pull me over on the interstate. That's, that's where this is going. You remember this conversation, Gracie, one day and how nice I was to you. Okay? <laughs> I'll be a nice one. I promise. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about on the field now for, for a second, you have kind of become over your time here, a really, really good defensive outfielder. What's the first key What's the first thing that you have to do in order to be good defensively uh, playing in the outfield? Trust yourself. Um, 
uh, I mean, which I still struggle to do that sometimes, but the biggest thing is to trust that in your ability and know that like you can do it, you can go for it, you can lay out for that ball, you can run that fast and get all the way there. You just really have to uh, depend on yourself whenever it comes to making plays and then depend on your teammates to be there to back you up whenever you do. You were a player. Now, you got on the field fairly quickly as a freshman in different roles Is in your freshman year. You were a runner some. You saw some time in the field. You, You were able to pinch hit some as a freshman. How difficult was that coming from high school you were on a very good high school team. You played pivotal roles in high school to kind of having to be that sort of that role player your first year or two at, at Chattanooga. I mean, it was a little bit harder. I was a little bit discouraged whenever I came and I wasn't in that lineup, you know, because I that's what I was so used to. But it was it was nice just knowing that whenever my team needed me, they could depend on me, even if I didn't do my best. And that's why it's so crucial to have players like that, because I know all the girls on our team can, like I trust in them to step in and do their job the same way that the team freshman year did me. So. You played for Coach Reed's daughter, Dana, uh, down at, at Gordon Lee. How much of, how much of, of Dana do you or how much of coach Reed now now that you played for him for four years when you look back on your time playing for her how instrumental do you think her dad is or are you hearing some of the same things now that you were hearing when you were a junior in high school um I wouldn't say necessarily hearing some of the same things but a lot of their coaching styles are the same they're both super competitive they want to win they want to work hard all the time they like they have the same mindset when it comes to sports. So that I see a lot of similarities in for sure. Are you a goal setter? Do you have goals of, for, for yourself this year, for what you want to achieve? Yes, I do. What are they? I want to, I've struggled hitting since I've been in school. So I set a goal to finish senior year hitting over 300. Um, I want to attempt to have at least 10 home runs I know I can do it, Um, and I want to have at least five stolen bases this uh, year. Those are just personal goals. And then uh, as a team, as a whole, we have some goals set. Obviously, making it to conference and winning conference, making it to regionals. But we have, like, more specific goals set, too, for hitting and fielding and all the um, defensive positions that are crucial to the team. So – um, some of those just be like communication more, uh, we, that's some, that's something we struggle with in the past is communication and, um, hitting wise, they want us to have more bunts because we struggle with bunting sometimes. So just more, getting more bunts down, just small stuff like that. Final question, Gracie, and then we'll, we'll let you go. We talked with Coach Reed a little bit about this this freshman class that's coming in, and and he remarked it about how close he feels like you guys are as a team. But I want to ask you specifically about this group of uh, of freshmen. What are you seeing from this group early on? Um, a lot of versatility. They they can do just about anything you ask them to. 
um, we have girls pl- coming and playing positions they've never played before. They're determined. I know just in the weight room specifically, a lot of them like come in and they like they'll outshow the upperclassmen. They have a lot of determination. And that's something that will help us out on the field whenever we do start games. And the team this year is like the closest I've ever been with a team. They're they're all sweet, fun girls, and they just enjoy being here with us and working hard every day. So, Gracie, you've been a joy to watch. Good luck uh, this season, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on the field. Thank you. Appreciate Coach Reed and Gracie for making some time for us this week and certainly praying for good weather for Coach Reed and looking forward to getting softball season off to a great start on Friday, February the 11th. Make sure you can go to gomox.com. You can find the schedule there, get your tickets, and make sure you come out to Frost Stadium this year and cheer this team on. It's always fun. Uh, on a uh, on a sunny afternoon to be at uh, to be at Frost Stadium. That's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks as always to our producer Tate Johnson. Thanks to you for joining us as well. I'm Chris Goforth. We'll see you again next time here on Mox on the Mic. Until then, have a great week and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.